Hi, I'm Vanessa from the podcast Real Moms of Bravo. What happened with Lindsay and Carl? Or what's going on with the cast of Southern Charm? Find out on Real Moms of Bravo three times a week. Listen to us wherever you podcast. You're invited to I Am The Key One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe. Let's spike the punch, grind to Usher, and recap some of the cutest movies that made our millennial minds explode. Hello, I am Donnie, and I am the cute one. And I am Chelsea, and I am the cute one. And we are here for week three of Donnie Appreciation Week with Kendrick Tucker, host of Reality Comics 2. Hey! Hello! It didn't even dawn on me that y'all brought me here during Donnie Appreciation Month. I did enjoy, Donnie, you just had a Freudian slip. You said Donnie Appreciation Week, and I have to say, be careful what you (laughs) wish for. I know this is the Mm. actual week of your birthday, but... (laughs) We can call it Donnie appreciation second if there's four weeks of it i don't care what you call it johnny and i got into a tiff via text message earlier because i was Mm. saying a movie that i would like to cover and donnie said okay great sounds good for chalchella 2023 and i said no that lineup for my birthday month is already booked up sir but donnie appreciation month is just but one month a year i do have a say the other 11 well no that's what i think you have a say in june and you were sadly mistaken to say to say that movie first sensible may day well we'll see shutter <laughs> island coming soon oh dear exactly it just doesn't fit the vibe anyway i saw that in the driving and funny enough this group of i'm calling them gay because they were gay this group of gay kids in college invited me i was like okay i don't have a shit else to do like oh, oh fine and they took me to like the drive-in like there was no like hanky panky or anything i literally just wanted to go to the drive-in and watch the movie i was like well this sucks <laughs> that's the twist right you have to go to burger king if you want to get blown that's the hot spot secret menu contrary to the last five minutes we're not here to talk about shutter island we are here to talk about dream girls this movie premiered december 25th 2006 the world couldn't get enough of beyonce because irreplaceable was number one on the radio so that's a fun little tie-in and this movie was top of the box office alongside night at the museum and the pursuit of happiness so a little something for everybody mm. since it was christmas day not much else happened but when i was researching i typed december 25th 2006 things that happened you know how like google gives you like one thing that looks like they promote it themselves like before uh-huh. you get to the list the real of articles yeah mm-hmm. like something comes up the top and the thing that came up made my jaw drop i dropped my phone and held my face with both hands like this because i was oh. like oh my god did we get to talk about this on the podcast but then i researched and it didn't happen i don't know why it told me it did <laughs> but it said that it was the day steve Irwin was murdered by his dog <gasps> stingray <laughs> okay first of all do we get to cover this on the podcast? We have. I think we can put that conversation to bed. We know your theories. We know oh my gosh. who you think was behind the Stingray attack. But also, I like to think that that was your NSA agent just like oh, giving you a little, a little treat. Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. Really, it happened September 2006. So I'm going to oh. put that in our show notes so that if we ever cover a movie from September 2006, I can keep my eye out. <laughs> Kendra, do you know Donnie's theory? I don't. Well, let me tell you, Steve Irwin wrestled crocodiles. Steve Irwin wrestled fucking gorillas. But Mm -hmm. the thing that killed him was a stingray. Interesting. Out of all the things you fight, a stingray is your death. But on set that day was who? Oh, his daughter, Bindi. And who had a shot at fame after her father died? That's right, Bindi. She got her own show, where that's the theme song, by the way, that little chant I'm doing. I'm glad that there's a reason, because I certainly didn't know what the fuck that was about. Yeah, that used to be my ringtone. She got her own show. She was on Dancing with the Stars. I think she has a book deal, all after her father died. That lucky bitch. I'm just saying someone got something from that death. You know what? I'm inclined to believe it. I love a good low stakes conspiracy theory. I mean, it's high stakes for the family, obviously. (laughs) Right? And I get a cease and desist. I don't know if it's low stakes. Exactly. So when that lawyer's letter comes, once again on the record, let it be shown. I am not co-signing this theory, although I will continue to bring it up so that Donnie continues to talk about it. (laughs) I love this. Yeah, it's my favorite. And I made it up myself. It's not like found on Reddit or anywhere. Well, clearly, you made it up yourself. (laughs) Anyway, 
Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> the last two weeks, the guests didn't like the movie. So since she knew you liked this one, she still had to find a way to come from my friend. <laughs> like my very um, Stingray tale. How did you know I liked it? Was it because we did a whole performance of it <laughs> while we were in the Poconos? Is that Funny how? you should bring that up. Chelsea asked. She's like, I have to get Kendrick's permission to post that as a promotional I post. knew it was coming, too. I was like, you know what? I have to prepare myself for this. They're probably going to want to post that video. Well, okay here's the thing. It. I already did. I didn't ask your permission. I posted it. So I told Chelsea, like, it already exists on the internet. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> if you want to see me and Kendrick perform whatever song we performed, you can head to patreon.com for the uncut, unedited, and unhinged versions of our current shows and bonus episodes. And that is patreon.com slash I am the cute one. So... The movie was directed and adapted by Bill Condon, who also wrote the screenplays for Chicago and The Greatest Showman, so just every movie that I'm gay for, and then (laughs) directed, this is a little shock to me, directed Breaking Dawn parts one and two. Yeah, so still gay for it, but in a different way. (laughs) (laughs) The movie cost $70 million to make, and it made $155 million worldwide. That seems aggressively low. Mm. I mean, it doubled its money, but that seems aggressively low for a Beyonce, Jamie Foxx. Well, maybe because Jennifer Hudson was in it, but <laughs> we'll get there. It's okay. Oh, wow. uh, we're here now, baby. Can I Christ. speak openly? Sure. Of what course. are you about to say? So I know that this episode is coming out. It is literally, as you're listening, cuties, it is Donnie's actual birthday so please go to your stories give him a nice little (laughs) shout out tell your friend to follow him i'm doing all the nice things to build up for the not nice thing i'm about to say (laughs) let me be clear i love this movie so you can take a breath i love this movie however chelsea keep it cute (laughs) for me a part i could have done without in this movie was the singing as plot points. I found it jarring. Yeah. I will say, because like the first 25 minutes go by and it's only yes. musical numbers, yes. the first time they go, step into the bedside, it is a little <laughs> uncomfortable. However, the last woman that told me that, I saw it with her in theaters and that was her review of the movie and I don't speak to her anymore. So watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think what makes it not work as well is on Broadway there's no talking. Yeah. Like it's all song. Mm-hmm. Whereas this they didn't want to do that to people like you so then they added talking <laughs> but then when it's not talking then it makes it uncomfortable. Wait Chelsea do you watch Abbott Elementary? Yes. So Cheryl Lee Ralph mm-hmm. Barbara. Yes. 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 She's Dana Jones on Broadway. Mm, okay. <laughs> and the chief's wife as you know her she's also in this movie at the funeral. She yes. was Lorel originally. Yes. I do have a note in all caps that just said the chief Swife is back. No, you would. Okay. Chelsea's the only critic for this movie we need to talk about this week. We don't even need to talk about Roger Ebert, but I do want to talk about the awards it won. It was nominated for eight Oscars and won two, including Best Sound Mixing and Best Supporting Actress, Jennifer Hudson. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that. God bless. It mm-hmm. is kind of bullshit. Not kind of. It is full-blown <laughs> bullshit that Eddie Murphy didn't win. He was nominated. Yes. He should have won. Oh, yeah. And I think it's bullshit that there were five nominees for Best Original Song. Three of them were from this movie. And the song that won that year was fucking Melissa Etheridge in the song for Al Gore's Global Warming documentary. Wow. <laughs> like, that is racist. The liberal agenda strikes again. <laughs> they split the goddamn vote. Man. The taglines for the movie. Kendrick, we added this since you've been here last. I'm going to give you a tagline, and then you say whether you're going to fuck, marry, or kill it. Okay. But once you pick one of those, you can't change it. Okay. So the first tagline is, one dream will change everything. I am going to, I'm going to go rogue. I'm going to marry it. Oh, wow. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to kill it. <laughs> Fair enough. Second one, fame comes and goes, stars rise and fall, but dreams live forever. Kill. <laughs> Chelsea hates a long one. I was about to say, that was very Housewives reminiscent. <laughs> the International yeah. Housewives, where they like write a paragraph with a tagline. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to fuck it. All right. Yeah. Oh, dear. Who am I spending my life with? <laughs> Who am I fucking? This Christmas, dream. <laughs> oh, no. Well, done it again. 
I love oh. arranging them in order. I'm like, how am I going to set Chelsea? Yeah, it's like when you play rock, paper, scissors against somebody and you know each other so well, you know what the other person is going to do so you overcompensate. Because I, every week, am changing my strategy, but you're changing right along with me. Sure am. This Christmas, dream. <laughs> Like what you're hearing? Head to patreon.com slash I am the cute one for more. There you can find uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes. That's patreon.com slash I am the cute one. See you there. So after Dreamgirls succeeded on Broadway in 1981, plans for a movie began with Whitney Houston playing Dina. However... <laughs> The movie fell through when Whitney began making demands that Dina sing some of Effie's songs in the movie. Specifically, I'm telling you I'm not going. No. (laughs) I love that. You know what, though? I wouldn't be mad at a one-woman play where she plays all of the characters. Where literally the only thing that distinguishes them is like a different wig. (laughs) She just, turn your wigs around. (laughs) Did you ever see on YouTube Cher doing a one-woman version of West Side Story? No. It goes like this. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, tonight I will be performing West Side Story and I will be playing all the parts and then it just cuts to her as tony why did you just do a jodie foster impression no that's a share impression whoa oh. <laughs> so that's wow. the whitney movie in the 80s in the 90s spike lee considered directing it with jasmine guy as dina Ooh. i know i would have loved it but the part ultimately went to lauren hill with kelly price as effie but then in the late 90s, musical biopics began to flop in the theaters, so the movie was scrapped. But then Bill Condon wrote Chicago, and that did well. So then they were like, you can do whatever you want with this movie. It's yours. Wow. Yeah. Lauren Hill is Dina. That wouldn't have made sense, but I'm here for the chaos behind it. <laughs> and she would have been late to set every single oh, day. every so day. That would have been a nightmare. But Kelly Price is Effie. What a choice. I'm behind that. Now, Kelly Price nowadays is, whew, that's, that's a woman. That's a woman. That's a woman. I do want to give other little casting tidbits. Will Smith, Denzel, and Terrence Howard were all considered for the role of Curtis. Omarion and Columbus Shore auditioned for CeCe. But Usher was the studio's first choice, but he turned it down because of scheduling conflicts. And then Jennifer Hudson beat out 782 other actresses. Shocking. (laughs) Shocking. Here's the thing, Kendrick. Let's just talk about it here. I think she got a Academy Award because she does sing that song very well. However... I think this movie, because it is so much singing, it allows them to just music video act because they don't really have lines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. I don't think she's a bad actress. I lost weight and so can you. That's her commercial and that's how she acts. That's her Weight Watchers commercial, literally just screaming at you well, like that. She models that little Claire's purse that cost $1,000 in Sex in the City. Like, she really sold that she liked that shitty, ugly-ass purse. I believed it. I believed she was excited to go back to St. Louis and carry around that travesty of a bag. Chelsea, she cannot act. I enjoyed her. Okay, well, I'm glad. Justice for Beyonce. <laughs> As if she needs our yeah. justice. That underdog. She needs a win, that Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> One last bit of trivia before we get into the movie. To appear younger for the teenage scenes, Beyonce lost 20 pounds in two weeks on the Master Cleanse diet, which famously is the diet I was on in college. So did I. You did it too? <laughs> it, yeah. My cousin tried to get me to do it for like a full three weeks. Mm. I couldn't do that. Oh. I did it for two though. <gasps> two weeks? Two Full weeks. Mm. I lost so much weight and it came right back. Oh, right oh back. my God. I've never like desired certain foods so much in my life as that I did when I was on the master cleanse because <laughs> I'm not a Burger King person, but like Burger King had some like random new sandwich that they were trying out. And I was like, I'm going to literally fuck that burger like as soon as I get the opportunity <laughs> like I want that burger That's so Donnie's bad. That's origin story. <laughs> I broke my master cleanse diet with Burger King. Did you? Yeah, I lost it four days and then I told my roommate I was like drive me to Burger King now. I can't last any longer. Can I ask you this is so like gross probably too for people but when you broke your master cleanse and you ate your first meal, uh-huh. how like audacious and aggressive was your first poop <laughs> afterwards? I don't remember because I do know. Remember you were supposed to take 
laxative tea at night. Yes. Because you weren't really bringing in anything, but you still needed to get it out. So you were supposed to drink <laughs> laxative tea. So every mm-hmm. night I was like, time for my poop soup. Yep. <laughs> and what's bad is you drink it and then you go to sleep. So you're not about to like poop yeah, at night. Uh-huh. You go to work the next day yes. and you're like flying to the bathroom <laughs> all day. It is horrible. Yeah. Oh my I God. I wonder why everyone had eating disorders in the 2000s. <laughs> so right. strange. What character, if any, do you identify as? For me, it is Loretta Divine because she was invited to a funeral and found a way to be the center of attention with the musical number. Love that for her. <laughs> Chelsea, you go first. Who are you? Okay, Laurel. Okay. The drama. Like, I love that she acts like she is the first person who ever fell in love and the first person <laughs> to ever be taken to Pound Town. Because <laughs> let's not forget, she's 18 at the time. I'm this a was now. a version of me at 18 <laughs> years old. Her monologue about like everybody being jealous of her and Jimmy made me truly laugh out loud because I delivered very similar (laughs) sermons to my parents about like whatever flavor of the week I was bringing around. My dad at one point lovingly told me that if I ever wrote a memoir, it would be called Distracted by Boys. Uh So I just really vibed with her. And truly God's timing is always right because had I known as a teenager that I also like girls, I would have gotten nothing done. (laughs) I would have just been chasing everybody. Love that. (laughs) What about you, Kendra? 1,000%. I'm kind of a mix. Like, obviously, Jimmy Early, duh. (laughs) Like, I feel like that doesn't need explaining almost. But I relate to... Well, no. I don't relate to her. I just want to be Dana. (laughs) So I was about to tell the biggest line. I'm nothing like Dana. Literally nothing like Dana. But I feel like if you could mix Dana and Jimmy Early together, specifically... Jimmy Early, when he performed at that tribute yes. concert, I'm full on like Dana Jones pulling down the suit at that moment. Okay. Love that. I see it. So, Kendrick, I'm going to give you a minute. Recap this movie for us, please. Okay, I have a bad history of sticking within my minute for these recaps. <laughs> I'm going to try my hardest. Okay. Here we go. So it starts off with these three young girls, terrible, terrible wigs. I don't know where they found them, <laughs> but they go and perform. They were not the best that night, but they sure had me rocking. And they <laughs> did win the competition. And so they go backstage and they're like, oh no, what is, what's happening? Our lives, let's just give up. And then he, Jamie Foxx comes from out of nowhere. He's like, you ought to perform for Eddie Murphy over here. And they're like, okay, we ain't got shit else to do. So they go perform for Eddie Murphy backstage. Everything's great. Turn the wigs around. So they turn their wigs around and life just changes. So girls, if you're out there, if you need a, a boost in life, turn the wig around. Jimmy's doing way too much. They don't know what the hell Jimmy's doing over there. And then, you know, Effie and Curtis start messing around. You know how that goes. And so he, he says he likes his women like his sisters. That was kind of weird. but Thank you. Know. Not the last questionable thing. Curtis says in this movie, Sorry, no. get there, Mm-mm. and won't, won't, won't things is great, you know, he's hugging, he's loving the, the, you know, the booty, he clasping it and stuff, but then, <laughs> when they get the opportunity to go solo, he's like, you know, you fine and all that, but Dana gonna be the girl, you know, we don't need your heavy voice on the radio, and... <laughs> She in the background now. Beyonce is up front where the fuck she should be. And <laughs> you know, in the black community, we call someone who's stealing somebody else's man that is a high yellow heifer. So that high yellow heifer stole F his man, and now you know nothing F does is right. <laughs> And so then the rest of the movie is basically Beyonce fighting for her life. So, you know, (laughs) after that, you know, they found out they were stealing from Effie, but didn't even know it. Effie was like, you know what? Last straw. We got to sue this motherfucker. They sue him. And then movie ends. Wow. So, uh, Kendrick, your streak continues about six (laughs) minutes that time. (laughs) I like how every time you spend the first minute talking about the first scene. It's a nice little tradition we have. (laughs) Before we even begin, Chelsea, you shocked the world, mostly me, when you casually mentioned that you saw this movie, liked it, and you saw it more than once. When you were on a cruise, number one, I thought... (laughs) You were never on a cruise, and that's why you make fun of me for being on a cruise. And number two, I am floored that you've seen this. So I've been on two cruises. Uh, That's how many I've been on. And you make it sound like that's all I do. Well, I think that you can be somebody who's been on cruises, or you can be somebody who goes on cruises. (laughs) 
And I think that's the distinction. But, Uh you know, that's just semantics. But I have been on two cruises. The last one I went on, it was May of my senior year of high school. Fun fact, I bullied my orthodontist into taking off my braces for the cruise. My parents were not consulted. So all of my teeth have shifted back because they were not ready to come off. My mom was like, what the fuck? And I think basically he was just like so done with my bullshit every week that he was like, fine. They're off. Oh, my God. Go away and never return, you demon spawn. But that's neither here nor there. So (laughs) when I was on the cruise, we went with my family. And the cousin that's my age was sick the whole time. And so I would, like, hang out with my family. But then, like, instead of doing our thing at night, (laughs) she was sick. Mm. So I was just in the room. And, you know, on the cruise, it's like you can either watch the channel of, like, here are our amenities on the cruise ship, the comedy show in the lounge, like, on repeat. Or it was Dreamgirls. So I watched Dreamgirls, like, (laughs) ten times. I love that was the only other option. I loved it. I mean, thank God it was Dreamgirls and not old school. You know, like, I (laughs) felt like I was really living my best life. But... I realized this was May of my senior year. This was two weeks before graduation and three weeks before beach week. My cousin was sick. That bitch had mono. This was the start of the biological warfare of the mono shot. Wow. Which, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to our Never Been Kissed episode because it's a doozy. <laughs> this movie is loosely based on the story of the Supremes, which, while we're here, did I ever tell you about the musical I wrote called Miss Ross? <laughs> you certainly have not. I have never heard this. I'm so proud of it. I have a playlist on Spotify of Miss Ross, where if you want to listen to the soundtrack, it's all there for you. But I also have a binder with the script and outline and everything. Now, the problem is a lot of people said it's perhaps a little too close to Hamilton and it won't go anywhere because it's the story of Betsy Ross making the first American flag, but with the music of Diana Ross. (laughs) (laughs) I was not expecting a turn. I don't even know where to begin with my follow-up questions. It came to me one day because Hamilton and the (laughs) Tina Turner musical were on the same street on Broadway. So when I was walking down the street, I was like, Tina Turner, Hamilton. Tina Turner, Hamilton. I was like, let me combine it. So you wrote this after Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Can you give us an example of how one of those musical numbers were incorporated? Please. Well, Bethany Ross had a fascinating (laughs) life. Her husband, (laughs) one of three, her first husband was kidnapped Mm. by British armies and put in jail. So the end of Act One is when that was happening and they sang Ain't No Mountain High Enough. (laughs) (laughs) And then, (laughs) the end, when she designs the flag... I had all these girls come out in American flag dresses. I, we never performed it. This is in my head. <laughs> I had all these girls come out in American flag dresses to I'm Coming Out. Oh. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'll make the outline a Patreon exclusive, and then you can follow the song list on Spotify. It's in order, just like you bought the soundtrack. Isn't it funny, though, that Diana Ross and the Supremes are like, music legends and now she is the mother-in-law to lip sync legend <laughs> ashley simpson wild True. think about it often actually yeah <laughs> has ashley simpson ever done lip sync battle because that would be iconic that would be i iconic. don't think at she the has. end she ends with a little jig <laughs> has she performed since that day? i saw her in concert <laughs> twice since then <laughs> really once with evan ross yeah oh. they have the most beautiful bedroom i've ever seen oh. they were on season one of hollywood house lift with jeff lewis and he designed their bedroom gorgeous wow that's neither here nor there (laughs) (laughs) it's 1962 in detroit when the dreamettes made up of effie white her backup singers dina and laurel we're literally at the beginning of this movie (laughs) (laughs) and their backwards sophisticated wigs are discovered and signed by curtis taylor jr a car salesman who gets them a spot opening for r&b sensation jimmy thunder early now i know they are sneaking out in the middle of the night to perform in talent shows for steve urkel so they are putting in work but it is kind of right place right time and I always get so jealous of people that get discovered this way like fucking Chris Pratt was a server at Bubba Gump Shrimp Company so was I and here he is Jurassic Worlding himself Wow! and here I am 
I would much prefer you in all of his movies, honestly. Well, thank you. Me too. Just saying. Well, first of all, my issue with Jimmy was I can't take anyone seriously who refers to themselves in the third person because <laughs> no matter who they are, all I think of is Elmo. <laughs> but also, he's supposed to be James Brown, right? Hmm. Or like a, what is it, amalgamation? Amalgamation. Is that word? <laughs> well, because... I might not know about Mark Buffalo's career, but I do know music. Shout out to my dad. I'll be sprinkling in my little knowledge throughout. But the way that he reacted to the dream girls getting big reminded me of James Brown because he encouraged the people that were on his road show. He would like build them up until he was worried that they would get bigger than him. And once he felt threatened, he would like literally call radio stations and demand that they play his records instead of uh-huh. his friends. Oh, wow. Isn't that wild? Sheesh. Yeah. Kind of love that though. <laughs> <laughs> I think that James Brown died the day this movie came out. Oh. Whoa. Do you know about his death? How crazy it no. is? So the doctor that signed his death certificate didn't believe that he died of natural causes. I think the cause they said was like fluid in his lungs and a heart attack or something. But there's still questions of foul play to this day. Oh, my God. The Motown era is crazy. Like all of the behind the scenes drama. Mm. Like Grey's Anatomy could never. (laughs) You know what else would make a good limited series or soap opera? The Bible. (laughs) <laughs> a gritty reboot of the bible no it is so juicy i used to say that in church all the time only if it was like passion style yeah. soap opera. i would watch that all day like, are you kidding me cain and abel like oh my god i'm exactly. here for it juicy you can follow our new podcast the garden of eaton honey oh. <laughs> bingo so with Curtis's new record label up and running and Effie's brother Cece hired as head songwriter, the group records their first song, Cadillac Car, which flops when a white Children of the Corn looking Beach Boys wannabe group steals the song and covers it. Now, whenever Megan Trainer releases a new song, Black Twitter always says it sounds like Cadillac Car. And I, I agree. You know I hate her and her fucking fake teeth. <laughs> you like her Chelsea don't say it no oh. I was gonna say I literally have no opinion of Megan Trainer. I don't think I've ever thought about her long enough to even consider what I might think of her no I hate her she's <laughs> a gay that lives in her bathtub her and her husband have those matching toilets next to each other <laughs> that so is they can hold hands they shit. clearly have never done the cayenne pepper cleanse <laughs> I Cuties, you know I cannot see a movie without pretending I'm in it, and now it's your turn. Have you ever tried to use the Force when no one's looking, or thought about what superheroes would win in a fight? Then you'll want to stop what you're doing, (laughs) unless you're driving, and visit Sideshow.com. Your eyes do not deceive you. They have a life-size, impeccably detailed replica of the child from Star Wars The Mandalorian. Now, I don't mean to brag, but Sideshow did send me the child. I call him Baby Yoda. I have since learned that is not his name, but he is my son now, so I will be continuing to call him as such. And we have been playing dress up, having photo shoots, and just having a grand old time. But if that one doesn't speak to you, how about a movie-accurate statue of Christopher Reeve as Superman? They got that too. But just wait until you see the incredibly lifelike figures of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and so much more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here is the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of $200 or more. It's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high-quality collectibles. Or you can gift it to that super geek in your life. Perhaps that person in your life that you know would cringe when they hear that I've been letting my daughter sleep with my baby Yoda. And again, that I refuse to stop calling it Baby Yoda. Plus, shopping at Sideshow earns you 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 spent, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purchases. 
While geeking out is its own reward, your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So, what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com, promo code CUTEONE, right now, and get ready to let your geek side show. Oh, that's clever. Sideshow. Like Sideshow.com? I get it. So Curtis and Cece won't let this happen again. So they step to the bad side and turn to Paola to make sure their new songs are certified hits. Now, I've seen this movie at least 56 times in my life. But when I don't understand things, and that's anywhere. That's in the news. That's in a book. That's mm-hmm. in a movie. That's when I speak. Yeah, <laughs> I truly, I don't bother <laughs> researching or saying like, what did they mean by that? I truly just gloss over it. My eyes turn gray. And then, I, and then once we're on the other side of that scene, it doesn't matter anymore. So I never understood like what they were doing with this money. Oh. Yeah, I never got it. And then today I was like, I do have a platform. That's responsible of you. So then I yeah. looked up what Paola is and it's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> with the Dreamettes now reaching new audiences, Curtis makes some changes. He sends Jimmy out on the road by himself and gets the girls a headlining spot in Miami where he renames them the dreams and makes Dina the lead instead of Effie because her generic voice is more marketable to white people. (laughs) Repeatedly, repeatedly, Dina's voice is referred to as basic and her own mother in this fucking movie says that she could never really I never really thought Dina had much of a voice. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. Like, why cast Beyonce then? Right. Cast Kurt from Glee. (laughs) (laughs) I am so relieved because So some behind the scenes, Donnie and I share an outline, but it's like bare bones. So Mm. it's like, here are the things that we want to make sure to cover. (laughs) And in this outline, all you wrote was Dina is a bad singer. (laughs) (laughs) This is what my rebuttal was going to be because I was like, oh, fuck, Donnie, you have somehow managed to toe the line of cancellation. But if I start seeing B emojis in the comment (laughs) section of your Instagram, I'm fucking out. I'm bouncing. I will not fuck with Beyonce's dance. I want to be there. That, that was like a sarcastic comment in our outline. I was really nervous. Yeah. <laughs> now, question: Would you rather fuck with Swifties, Beyonce fans, Rihanna fans, Cardi fans, or Nicki fans? If you had to have one as an enemy, cancel clear, cancel clear, <laughs> because I don't need that energy in my life. I think Taylor Swift fans are the scariest. Mm. Because of the demographic. Mm. Because a scorned white woman, game recognized games, Swifties (laughs) don't come for me, but a scorned white woman is like a particularly privileged level of petty, vindictive, and evil. You know? Let me rebut that. I would say the scariest of those five are the Barb's. The Nikki. I was gonna say, uh, yeah. And I love Nikki. That's what's weird. Like I can't get down with the Barb's. They just. What menacing emojis do the barbs send? You know, Taylor Swift, Mm. it's the snake. Beyonce, it's the bee. So what should we be on the lookout for for your comment section, Kendrick? I think unicorns. I might get it. I might get it. Cancel Uh clear. Oh, dear. When (laughs) Effie is rightfully pissed about being replaced by her own boyfriend, they sing, we are family to her. Now, I don't know if you paid attention, but this song is fucked because anytime something terrible happens, in this movie they whip that song Mm -hmm. out this is also the anthem of every toxic work environment when your boss says we are family run for the fucking hills unless it's Olive Garden (laughs) because when you're there you are family you have to be that's true god I can go for some Olive Garden breadsticks me too that sounds they do have salad and breadsticks for a sensible price and that would be a lovely lunch but then I need to fucking get a $28 chicken parm with it that's my problem they have little frozen pastas you can buy two for like six dollars like well just take one oh, home i didn't know about mm-hmm. that and they give it to you already like in the packaging to where you can just slide it in the oven uh, what an amazing business model. Yes. wow they also sell the olive garden dressing for their salads at the grocery mm. store you know what clearly canadian we did that thing oh, and now yeah. olive garden if you're listening we'd love a sponsorship <laughs> so the group takes off gracing late night talk shows magazine covers and by 1966 they get their biggest gig yet in las vegas on new year's eve but effie is pissed because mm-hmm. she's back up curtis is probably sleeping with her and everybody knows it and the group is renamed dina jones and the dreams i know that's right 
Fuck this. Effie starts stealing solos, coming to rehearsals late, and speaking her mind until she finds herself in the unemployment line. (laughs) Did you mean to make that rhyme just now? (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm just a musical creator. You may have heard of Miss Ross. (laughs) So. The director, this is the most insane directing thing I've ever heard. The director told Jennifer Hudson to show up late to set every day so that she could better understand Effie's diva behavior and that the co-stars would be resentful of her. <gasps> now, that director needs to get into reality TV Ooh, producing. Yeah. And this is, okay, so the other people that are obviously based on people mm. is Effie is, I looked it up because... It was Florence in The Supremes who was replaced at the height of their career Mm -hmm. when she became a liability. But she's not really... It's like another... That word again that I can't say. Amalgamum. That (laughs) word. Because... Effie is based on Etta James with a dash of Aretha. Obviously, Dina is Diana Ross, even down to the fact that she had a daughter with Barry Gordy, who is Curtis, who did not find out that he was her dad until she was 13. Mm. Like, again, Motown is fucking crazy. And I know they did this, and then I know there was like a Motown play, but this is where I'm going to pitch. They need to do an (laughs) HBO gritty retelling of this OG Motown era because, okay, Meredith Grey went through a plane crash, a bomb, (laughs) a shooter, but we had Barry Gordy out here getting all of his talent pregnant. We had Mm -hmm. Marvin Gaye getting shot and killed by his dad. Mm. We have the Jackson 5. Like, Mm -hmm. there is just seasons upon seasons of material here. Oh, my God. Can I just say, too, if y'all ever get to the point where y'all do Cadillac Records, I request that episode as well. This is my first non-Julia Styles appearance on this show. <laughs> but if y'all want to keep that train going, if y'all do Cadillac Records, because you said Etta James. Yeah. The way I sing those songs like every day, <laughs> I, and this is going to be controversial to some people. I've always said no. the Beyonce version of those Etta James songs are better than Etta James. And I stand by that. Kendrick, I stand by it. I don't care. Whatever the Etta James emojis are, you're going to get them in your comments. <laughs> <laughs> Kendrick's like, I will not leave this episode of I Am the Cute One until I have alienated every fan base ever. I honestly can't wait to see what those emojis are. To be I will say, though, I did have a burn CD of Cadillac Records, mm-hmm. the soundtrack that was in my car for a long, long time. Did you see the movie or you just randomly had the soundtrack? Yes, Donnie, I like music. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. yeah. Ooh. So there's a chance you might like country strong next month fingers crossed Uh oh fingers crossed (laughs) i like some music just like i like some parts of your personality (laughs) (laughs) so they truly did effie dirty with all of this but with that said this is the best song of the movie hands down absolutely i do every part i just love to i know perform that song (laughs) apparently So we skip ahead six years where Dina Jones is a star married to Curtis and Rainbow Records is the biggest music studio in the country. While Effie is a single mother with Curtis's daughter on welfare who went through half a million dollars in two years drinking. However, (laughs) money money doesn't buy happiness and Dina is restless about an upcoming Cleopatra musical movie featuring the sounds of today and instead wants to star in a movie by Jim from The Office and John Lithgow (laughs) about a con artist named Don who goes down on a truck driver in Vegas. Now, out of the two movies, that Don one sounds interesting but cleopatra with motown music sounds number one like the sequel to miss ross number two (laughs) sounds so good she has a lot of nerve i would watch yeah me too Curtis's control issues don't stop with Dina because when Cece writes Jimmy and Laurel a hopeful duet, Curtis puts a stop to it, which pushes Jimmy deeper into his drug addiction, leading to a fatal overdose after a breakdown on national TV, being let go from Rainbow Records, and Laurel finally breaking up with him once and for all. Kendrick, do you want to sing it or do you want me to? You can. I'll, I'll give it to you. You can. You're the guest. No, I'll, I'll give it to you. But it is my birthday. In. I know. Laurel <laughs> loves Jimmy. Dun, dun, dun. Laurel loves Jimmy. 
I can't hit those high notes, so that's all you get from me. But this is the second best part of the movie. <laughs> Rest in peace, Jimmy. We don't want to focus on it too much. It is my birthday after all. The circle of I life. love that he started, like, he got right down on the table and started breaking up that cocaine uh, right there. So that was commitment. There I say go. that to Quinn all the time. Come on, brother. It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I know a lot of drama was happening behind the scenes, but that concert looked iconic. I would have killed to be there. Jimmy crushed that performance. Like, until the pants dropped, Mm -hmm. that is some stage energy that I want to be a part of. Like, part of this movie, I want to go to a music festival. Like, I was ready to experience the madness Mm -hmm. in a crowd. Are there music festivals like this? I would go to a Motown music festival. Okay, so when I talk about my experiences being catfished at Mayhem with Steve Buscemi Mm -hmm. playing the recorder, etc., that's not, I'm not talking about that shit. I'm talking about, like, you would love Jazz Fest in New Orleans. Jazz. Oh. Yes, it's all New Orleans. types of music. Mm-hmm. There's Motown, there's jazz. Okay, maybe it's I'll incredible. Try it. Like any stage on any given day has incredible performances. We'll get them to You'll go to Jazz Fest and I'll go to a Broadway show. Together? No, like a tit for tat. Like a trading spaces of the mind. Why don't we go to those two things together? No, yeah, together. I Yes, me and you together. <laughs> I thought you meant at the same time. Like we write fucking no, letters to each other. No, I thought you meant other. at the same time. I was like, Broadway is not in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Got it. Okay. Is Broadway only in New York? We'll talk about that later. We are <laughs> on a time crunch. So. <laughs> is it though? Um. Yeah. So Broadway... Here's a fun fact. Broadway is actually... I like that it took asking you one more time to get you to answer. Broadway is actually not about the type of show. It's about how many seats are in the theater. So I think it's 750. If it has more than 750 seats, then it's a Broadway show. If it's less, then that's like off-Broadway and off-off-Broadway and all of that. I just thought everything outside of New York was off-Broadway. Now see, a common misconception. And that's why me, a Broadway usher, has a Tell people like you two that come to the theater and ask me these questions. Like, is this Broadway? (laughs) Yeah, girl. So while all of this has been happening with Jimmy Early and the Dreams, Effie has been back in Detroit making a name for herself once more. So when Jimmy's death causes Cece to quit Rainbow Records, he writes her a new single perfect for her comeback. But Curtis, the devil himself, hears it and uses Paola once more to release a disco version by the Dreams. And the disco one is eons better. Yes. You want all my love and my devotion. I'm just saying, this is Beyonce at her peak right there. I mm. do think that if we ever have a live show, Donnie, we should wear these jumpsuits. Oh, okay, Ooh. yeah. And we'll start with backwards wear. Did you know that Barry Gordy, DreamWorks, had to issue a formal apology for how they portrayed Curtis? And that's why I was going to say we're never going to get a uh, Motown miniseries because Barry Gordy is a piece of shit that uh, allegedly that's <laughs> where we draw the line Nicki Minaj Taylor Swift fuck you but he's a piece of shit Barry that Gordy. is very hands on about how his story is told because the Motown musical was just a love letter to himself yeah I think it will have to be when everybody is dead. as long as it's sooner than later because I want Jojo to be able to play Tina Marie ooh I know that would be good everybody get up <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for your biopic, Don. The man behind Bitsy. <laughs> Who would play me? Kevin James. <laughs> okay, he's older than me, but that's a choice. Like, are we doing like the Dream Girls, where it's the same actor throughout your entire life? <laughs> Kevin James as a twelve-year-old Donnie <laughs> running over the bus, pissing his pants. I'm gonna make him gain twenty pounds to play that. Um, Kendrick, you didn't answer. Oh, um. I don't, you know what? It's my birthday. John Travolta popped out at the Oscars. Okay. <laughs> and he's bald now. So I could kind of see it. I'll take it. You know what? I'll take it. I think John Travolta's sexy. If you would have said Billy Eichner, I would have closed this tab. Oh, right I'm now. sorry. I, I should have said Taylor Lautner. How dare I? Or Megan Fox. Megan Fox is the one. And that would there get her go. an Emmy because she would have to shave her head. Donnie, <laughs> <laughs> so, five minutes ago, you're like, we have to keep moving. <laughs> Dina learns about what he's doing and makes up for her past wrongdoings by informing Effie, who brings lawyers to L.A. and forces Curtis to distribute Effie's record nationally before leaving. I love the fact that she's like, I've already made 
millions of dollars off of this song, but here you go. <laughs> now we can, let's try to help your little shit out, Jennifer. <laughs> you always know that a rich couple in a movie or show is in trouble when they're sitting at that very long mm. dinner table mm -hmm. on opposite sides, which me and my husband do not have that problem because number one, we are not rich. Number two, we do not have a long table. And number three, we eat uh, like just bites sporadically over the trash can like raccoons <laughs> while we try to like prevent our daughters from killing each other. That's how we eat kitchen. Ellis, you have kids as an excuse. I eat like that. <laughs> you flick on the kitchen light in the middle of the night and Donnie hisses at you. <laughs> With everyone realizing Curtis is a piece of shit, the dreams disband, giving one last farewell performance at the Detroit theater where they bring out Effie for the final song, and Curtis realizes he has a daughter. We'll be there! Dun. Dun. And that's the end of the movie. Brava. Brava. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, final thoughts. If we were to bring this movie to present day, who would we cast in a remake, or what would the plot to a sequel be? Obviously, Dina Jones is going to be Zendaya. Duh. Mm. Effie. Oh. I'm going to go a different route. I'm going <laughs> to... Megan Trainer. <laughs> My Effie's going to be Drew Sedora. And <laughs> my L'Oreal... <laughs> my L'Oreal is going to be... Uh, I don't know. I didn't cast her. But the plot, Dina is slowly dying, unfortunately. Oh, I don't know, it's, just, it's a really sad reboot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dina is slowly dying, and her last wish is for her daughter to finally embrace music. She wouldn't embrace it for so long because Curtis, he disbanded music in the house. You couldn't listen to music, mm. so she hated it. But now she heard her mom singing old records, and then she's like, oh, my God, I got to sing. Mama, Mama, I got to sing. And so she goes, <laughs> and she finds someone, and it turns out, dun, 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 it's Curtis's little cousin, that's now a music producer and he's just as bad as Kurt. He's like when Joffrey took over for <laughs> Robert Baratheon. <laughs> it's a, a wonderful modern mm. fairy tale. Is this plot happen. sounds like direct to DVD. <laughs> You're not getting anyone you ask for except Drew Sidor. Drew actually is going to be knocking at your door any moment now. She caught wind. She's ready. Uh, for me, for I already pitched my HBO show, which I think mm. needs to happen. Need that. But I would like a sequel that just follows Dina navigating the fact that Ashley Simpson is her <laughs> maybe like shot in the style of modern family where oh. they're getting confessionals on the couch and it's mm. like this motherfucker wants to go to karaoke I don't want to listen to her sing we know what she's gonna do that's fun I kind of want someone to have superpowers in your movie. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> so because of things like those two movies, I said leave this movie alone. No sequels and no remake. <laughs> because I was afraid of things like that happening. <laughs> However, I do think a Broadway revival is necessary. In which case, I think Lizzo as Effie and Kiki Palmer as <gasps> Dina. Oh, that would be amazing. Thank you. And everybody else can be like Broadway bitches. We don't need big names yes. besides those two. Could Ariana DeBose be L'Oreal? Would she that work out? She probably thinks she's too oh. good. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> There's another one. No, I love R.E.D., but if I have to choose between Kiki and Ari, well, Ariana <laughs> does have an Oscar. That's now this true. is tough. Good thing I'm not in camp. Well, whoever doesn't make it for this, you can cast them in Miss Ross. <gasps> oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. So never mind. I want Ariana DeBose in this because Kiki Palmer <laughs> is Miss Ross. <laughs> I was literally just going to ask, is your Miss Ross black or white? Oh, Miss they're all black. And that's why people were like, this is just Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I'm ready to support that at any thank moment. You, too. Thank you. And wait, this is the really cool part of it. Oh, I forgot God. to say that. Tell us the really cool part. Betsy Ross was a Quaker until she removed herself from the Quakers and then like married someone from another church. So in the whole beginning of the show, before she starts a new life, I only use Supreme songs. And then when she becomes an independent woman, then I use Diana Ross solo. Oh. You know what, Donnie? It's your birthday. <laughs> I have to have a moment of sincerity with you because our brand is talking shit to each other. But I have to say, you are one of the most creative motherfuckers I've ever met. 
Like, Jesus Christ, yes. your mind is horrified, and yet I am so impressed by you on the daily. It needs to be studied yeah. after your untimely passing. <laughs> Final, final thoughts. What for us about this movie aged well and what aged like Blockbuster? I think it's perfect. <laughs> I think literally everything aged well except saying you'll always be 16 to me. That yeah. was kind of creepy to me. Yeah. This movie's great. It holds up. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I had a fun time with it. I loved Beyonce's actress era. Foxy <laughs> Cleopatra, famously uh-huh. in Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. Like She's had enough music lately, and now let's bring her back to the big screen. Agreed. Agreed. So that is the end. Kendrick, thank you so much for this. I know it was longer than we told you it would be, but that's what happens when you, this is all your fault, you took six minutes <laughs> to recap in the beginning, so it just threw us <laughs> off. <laughs> Let everyone know where they can follow you, where they can find you. Of course. You can listen to me anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, all the places, Reality and Comics 2 with Kendrick Tucker. Follow me on Instagram at Reality Comics 2. That's T-O-O. Come for the podcast. Mm, Stay for the memes. Yeah, thank you. That's all I have. (laughs) That's enough. That sounded shady, but I really I <laughs> meant it lovingly. <laughs> so next week we will be covering Jennifer's Body. This is the end of Donnie Appreciation <laughs> Month, unfortunately. But Jennifer's Body is the movie that started it all with me and Chelsea because yeah, I told her to watch it and she did. Her husband told her to watch it too. She did. Well, he told me to watch it for literally ten years. <laughs> and then Donnie was like, I think you would really like it. And I was like, Cool. Hey, Dr. Bald, let's watch it. And he was like, God. Damn it, Donnie. And then she liked it. I love that you made me watch the movie where, like, the blind woman was supposed to survive an attack on her house. So what, I don't know what movie that was, but you made me watch that instead of Jennifer's Body. So. I am obsessed with that movie. <laughs> and everyone that talks about it talks about how bad it is. It came out during quarantine. Yes, it did. It's the redhead from Riverdale. And she is a blind woman that there's a home invader in her house. <laughs> no, she's attacked on the street. And that makes her blind. And she thinks the guy is going to come back and... Get her in her house. What is it called? Don't look, girl. No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You would like it based on what I know about you. You would like it. And I can't say anything more. Because there's a twist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just let two months pass and then suggest it again. My mind, I men in black myself every two months. I won't remember this conversation. Wonderful, good. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that's it. Tune in next week for Jennifer Spotty. We will talk to you later. Love, Love you like, like a sister. sister. Bye. Bye. Hello, happy birthday from Kix. Donnie, I love you so much. I hope you have the best freaking day. You deserve it. We have had such good times together. I feel so lucky to know you and to love you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Donnie. Um, You know, I don't know if I sound a little haggard. It's just been a really strenuous, long Donnie appreciation month. But, um... Looking forward to a, a, a fresh start in April. And uh, I love you very much and have the best birthday. Thank you for listening to I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. You can follow me at Real Donnywood on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want more of my personal brand of chaos, check me out at Ono Chels on Instagram. And for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes of I Am The Cute One, head to patreon.com slash one. And go to IamTheCuteOne.com for the most chaotic merch on the planet. Talk, Talk to, to you later. later. Love you Love like a sister. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.